friend, welcome to the Jerk of All Trades podcast, where we are changing society one podcast at a time. Jerk of All Trades podcast, episode number 30. We are live, baby. Ray, what's up, man? Oh, man, we have an absolutely awesome show, and we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart this week, and that is my favorite television show, which is Mr. Robot. So The Mr. Robot special coming at you, second segment. Yeah, it looks like uh, F Society took over the intro of the podcast, so how dare they? <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk Mr. Robot. We're gonna give an in-depth breakdown of that. Um, I've um, I've been a watcher since the show first debuted, and Eddie just binge watched. I don't think he did anything else. He watched the show. <laughs> he went to the bathroom and maybe ate a little bit, and he watched Mr. Robot in the span of like three days, I think. So the result of the universal call out, gypsies. Yes, I've been waiting on these gypsies for two weeks. Yes, and they are finally here. And we got Larry Flint and his Trump bounty, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start it off right, and we're gonna talk about the jerk of all trades, Patreon. So Eddie, why don't you uh, hit him with that? Yeah, you know, you guys. Uh, last time we talked to you on the last podcast, we alluded to a uh, Patreon page going live. Our jer- official JOAT uh, Patreon is here, uh, and you know we love you guys. And if you love us as much as we love you. There's a Patreon here for you, so yes, please give you us your us, money. You can show us your love and uh, get some stuff too. So hell yeah, man, we're we're all about connecting with our listeners, uh, you know, trying to uh, please you guys as as well as we can. And uh, just to give you an idea, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, even though it could be uh, just your pocket change, your pocket lint, whatever you got. Yeah, just like we said before, any money we get is going right back to the podcast. Um, you know, we just want to make this thing as big as it possibly can be and as great as po- as it can possibly be. And, uh, you know, with a little added donation here, a little donation there, we can do that. So, uh, yeah, the first tier is the holla for a dollar. And with that, holla, holla, holla. Yeah, it's only a dollar. Man. Is that name for Teddy Long or? Oh, that's the holla. <laughs> holla, holla. <laughs> Going one on one with the Undertaker. Yes. So uh, well, with the dollar, you get the uh, access to the JOAT Facebook group and a personalized shout-out every week from the JOAT podcast. So if you don't want us throwing your government name out there, you go ahead and make sure you let us know that. Uh, Whatever you want us to shout-out. You know, if you want to be a King Dingaling, we'll call you the King Dingaling. God damn it, don't matter. So <laughs> that's what you that's get for a dollar, only a dollar. One simple dollar. Less than a coffee. Less than a fucking coffee. So then the next step would be uh, the $5 tier, which is getting to follow from the jerks on all social media platforms. We are very, very, very interactive on social media. Uh, if you've been paying attention to that Instagram, a little bit of Facebook and Twitter, uh, we're on there all day, every day. So uh, we just want to follow you guys and, uh, and blow up your DMs and blow up your comment section as mm-hmm. much as we can because, uh, you know, fuck it. Let's have some fun. 
Any thoughts on that, Ray? No, yeah, that's uh, we are uh, we are live, locked and loaded on social media on the reg. So yeah, definitely uh, give us five bucks, man. Five bucks, five you, bucks. Get, you get a follow. Facebook, you know, Twitter, Twitch. A little bit more than a coffee, you know, fancy coffee, but yeah, it's like a Starbucks. That's like a big Starbucks coffee. Right. So uh, the next tier will be the ten dollars tier. I have a feeling this one's going to be popular. Show them what you got. Become a special guest producer by contributing topics to the jerks so we can talk about them on the podcast. That's great. Whatever you you want us to talk about. I love this idea. This is great for the listeners to have, you know, their hand, a little ingredient of a little hint, a little spice, uh, you know, from our listeners. Give us topics to talk about. You know, we talk about a lot of crazy stuff on the podcast. Nothing usually is no hold no holds barred here. So uh, if you want to anonymous anonymously tip the jerks to what you want us or to not talk anonymously, about. if you want to, sure. I mean, we can shout it out that you were the one that uh, suggested whatever that topic was. So yeah, if you come with a banging ass blowjob robot story, we're definitely calling you out mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, I mean, ten bucks, ten bucks, four times a month, you get your topics covered by the jerks. And then uh, the next tier would be the $25 tier. Hang out with the jerks. This is probably my favorite one as well. This is a live 30-minute video session with the jerks via Skype. Uh, Skype, Google Hangouts. Whatever you want to do. Wherever uh, you want to get it. What's the Apple one? FaceTime? FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. We get it done. It doesn't have to be Skype necessarily, but uh, you know, you want to have a beer with the jerks, hang out with us uh, via the video. Uh, we are here for you all day, every day. Yes, yes, we are. And then the next tier would be the $50 tier. Show the world that you have been listening to the most progressive and transcendent podcast on the internet. That's us. Yes, for $50, you're getting your J-O-A-T swag, which is a J-O-A-T t-shirt and hat. And uh, we will be trying, trying, trying to have a new design for the hat or the t-shirt Every month. So it's not going to be the same shirt every time. Could be a robot bang bus t-shirt. It could be a... Uh, Whatever fun topic. Kendall, Gen- Kendall Jenner <laughs> cheese sandwich t-shirt. Oh, God. You never know <laughs> what you're going to get. There's so many great t-shirt designs. And you will be more than super impressive to all your friends that have no idea what the hell you're wearing on your t-shirt until you explain it to them. So it'll be great. Fun, fun, fun times. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So the next one is the uh, big baller brand tier. If you want to help us out with the big dollars, this is uh, one of my favorites as well. It's time to go to work tier. Dirk of all trades. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yes. It's time to go to work tier. It helps the jerks take the show on the road. We're talking about hotels and Ubers and Greyhound buses. <laughs> prostitutes i mean well wait what no and we're gonna take the show on the road and interview high profile guests in our area you know so you're talking about you know wisconsin illinois uh whatever wherever we can go uh that would be the depends on how many people donate money to us i know if this if this thing blows up we'll go to california hawaii wherever you want us to go wherever they have legal marijuana we will go yeah and if you know and not to mention with all these tiers you're also getting the lower tiers so if you're buying a shirt and a hat every month, you're also getting the video session. You're also getting the uh, the topics and, uh, you know, everything else, the social media, the Facebook group, and the shout-outs. So all the lower tiers are in with this. Uh, whatever tier you get, you get the, the bottom tiers as well. 
Uh, so yeah, if you got ideas for people that you want to hear or possibly see in the future on the podcast, because with these donations, we can get video equipment, we can get sound equipment. The whole idea is to make the podcast producers. Better. Yeah, interns. You know, maybe a couple <laughs> Monicas and uh, three Kims, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, just make the show as good as it possibly I could did be. Not have sexual relations with that intern. No, but I did. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then our last and final tier is the all-out craziness change the world tier. This is a thousand dollars a month uh, for you, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy people who just have nothing but love and belief in your heart mm. that the Jerk of All Trades podcast and is lots going of money to change in your the wallet. world. Uh, this is the ultimate donation package. It helps the jerks relocate to the West Coast to pursue a proper studio office. With mainstream celebrity guests, um, yeah, this is uh, kind of like the super, super, super cool, uh, you know, package. And definitely looking forward to taking the show on the road and having guests on the podcast. The guests are coming soon. <clears throat> the live stream will hopefully be coming soon. More video, more production, and uh, Patreon is live. So if you're a big fan Check of it the out. Jerk of All Trades podcast, you know. Go ahead and drop a dollar or two, whatever you gotta do. A thousand or two. Yeah, and uh we'll be we'll be running this thing like fucking uh Kyrie Irving in the Boston Celtics uniform. Ooh, I did not get that reference, but I guarantee it was probably good. There are no Chicago Bulls players to uh because <laughs> they suck this year. So uh yeah, it's it's Kyrie in Boston right now. Yeah. So um yeah, and if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash J O A T podcast is uh where you can check it out, where you can give us your money. So yes, we would definitely appreciate anything that you can give. So please do that. Yes, indeed. So. Well, one thing I might be able to add to the Patreon would be the official Eddie the Jerk UFC picks, Ray. We document them every week on the podcast, and more often than not, you will walk away a winner. UFC 216, it's been a couple weeks, but we took a little break. Had Ray had a little house... Uh, Friday the 13th party, and we all had a little drinky yeah. drink and a little fun. And uh, so we're back this week with the UFC 216 recap. Um, there's a new interim lightweight champion, Tony Ferguson, El Kukui. Uh, not by decision, like I had initially picked, but uh, <laughs> but uh, three round, uh, or not three rounds. He won by submission in the third round. Close fight with Kevin Lee, not too shabby. Uh, no background music while they were fighting in their fight, <laughs> but uh, it's all hey, good. I thought I had that muted. Um, uh, congrats to uh, Tony Ferguson. He's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, black belt, trained by Eddie Bravo. Uh, hopefully another potential guest for the podcast in the future. Uh, hopefully Tony Ferguson will uh, be uh, fighting Conor McGregor in the very near future. Uh, very impressive performance. He got taken down like I thought he would, and uh, but he persevered. He did a great job, and he got the submission. So Tony Ferguson, no joke off his back. And then in the co-main event, Demetrius Mighty Johnson breaks Anderson Silva's all-time title defense record in the UFC with the most impressive submission I've seen in the UFC, a suplex into a flying armbar combination if you listen to the podcast, your boy Eddie the Jerk picked Demetrius Johnson by armbar, but I did not see <clears throat> this flying yeah. suplex armbar coming. I don't even understand what that would be. I'm trying to understand that in my head. And oh, it was nice. He had him. I have to check that out. He had him in like a go behind, right? In a waist lock. 
picks him up, lifts him in the air for like, you know, to bring him back down. But when he lifts him in the air, he lets go of the waist lock, reaches up for the arm and jumps onto the arm bar. Nasty style. Impressive. Super nice. Super nice. Coast to coast for Demetrius Johnson. The wrestling, the scrambles, the striking. I don't think he really even got touched in this fight. Uh, I thought he got. I thought he went on the top of the cage, put a garbage can against uh, his opponent's face, and jumped off the coast to coast. Yeah, <laughs> he probably could. Man, Demetrius Johnson is outstanding. So, uh, congratulations, Demetrius Johnson. Great job, great work, and I'm interested to see who you'll be fighting next, my friend. And then, last but not least, the Fabricio Verdum Derek Lewis uh, fight got canceled. So not really much to say about that one. UFC 216, pretty entertaining night of fights. Uh, hopefully they can get that Verdum and Lewis fight rebooked. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, did all right. It went two for two on the podcast picks. Not bad. And, uh, you know, we'll be back for UFC 217, no doubt. Sweet. Sweet. So, uh, so how awesome would it be if Donald Trump bought in the UFC? I don't think that's happening, but it might. A lot of people um, would love to see that, right? <laughs> and uh, he might just have an opponent, and that is Larry Flint. So let's talk Larry about Larry motherfucking Flint. Larry Flint, dude. So he has offered a $10 million bounty on Donald Trump and any information that leads to tr- Donald Trump being impeached. So um, wow. he took out, a, uh, took out a full page ad. Uh, in the Washington Post, um, and it's basically Larry Flint and Hustler Magazine announced a cash offer of up to $10 million for information leading to the impeachment and removal from office of Donald uh, J. Trump. He set up a uh, an email. He's got a hotline where you can give all the information. <laughs> um, if you want the, uh, the hotline, I'll actually give it to you. So if you actually have any information and you want to collect on the $10 million bounty on Donald Trump, you can call the Hustler uh, hotline here, and <laughs> not the not the normal hustler hotline. <laughs> uh, this one is actually only exclusively used just for uh, hot tips. Oh wait, no. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, so it's one eight hundred two five one two seven one four. You can also email hustler tipline at i r yeah lfp lfp dot com. I guess Larry Flint Productions. Oh, there maybe. you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just a wild guess. So yeah, so basically, uh, he he laid this out there, um, a, you know, a few days ago, and I guess he's been getting. He's said that he's starting to get some interesting developments that are happening from this. So I'd be very interested to see where this ends up, and I can only think it probably ends up in Larry Flint being shot. Well, if Elliot comes away with ten million dollars anytime soon, we know what the fuck happened. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <yeah>. Mr. Robot <laughs> and Donald Trump. But, uh, yeah, this is crazy. Who thought that, of all people, Larry Flint would be the savior to all those Democrat soccer moms out there that just absolutely hate Donald Trump? Yeah. This is weird as hell. He's like, didn't he originate a Hustler? Yeah, yeah he's the creator of Hustler, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's just so wild. You would think him and Donald Trump would be buddy-buddy, but I guess not. <laughs> no, I mean, well, obviously, so, you know, Donald Trump, you know, is... A conservative or whatever Republican that's, his, char- that's his character he's playing yeah um and larry flint obviously is not that at all he's been fighting for free speech his whole entire life you know we talked very true we talked about uh hugh hefner fighting for you know free speech god damn larry flint has lived quite a life uh and he has fought for uh that for his whole life uh he was fucking shot god damn it and fucking paralyzed so 
uh, yeah, Larry Flint is uh, is kind of a badass. Um, he actually did do this before uh, October of last year. He had a million dollar bounty for verifiable video footage or audio recordings showing Trump engaging in illegal activity or acting in a sexually demeaning or derogatory manner. Um, so, yeah, um, he did it for Clinton, too. Yeah, that ninety eight. There you go. That and that's the thing with him too. You know, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't care who it is. You know, it doesn't have to be Republican, Democrat, whatever. He's he not just, towing the company line. If he, you're the president, Larry Flint does not like you. <laughs> no, no, he does not. Let him do his goddamn thing. Sure. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, I'm not mad at him. Yeah, I mean, Hustler was very, very influential. So you know, we talked about Playboy, and Playboy was, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I mean, it was the first, you know, I, I believe it to be the first widely um um oh, for the, sure a pornographic magazine yeah, a pornographic magazine that was being circulated circulated that was the word i was looking for oh my bad um but yeah hustler obviously was um quite a bit different than that hustler definitely took things a little bit more extreme playboy was very artfully done and airbrushed and so on and so forth and hustler was like spread them <laughs> legs wide open uh you know got the got the beaver hunt going on so. oh yeah um, but yeah, um, you know, he's been doing that for a long time. So, um, this is, uh, this is definitely interesting. I'd be interested to see where it turns, uh, Busting where it wide goes, open. So, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That's, Hopefully it doesn't end up in him being murdered. That's very true. That's the massive, massive difference between playboy and hustler is, is the, uh, content there. <laughs> yeah, it is quite a bit different, but you know, just like, uh, you know, just, you know, and I wouldn't say just like Playboy, but, you know, Playboy had some interesting articles and that type of stuff. You know, Hustler had uh, some of that as well, you know, as it uh, as it aged, you know, they started to have, you know, more, um, you know, Demure. people, you know, people interviewed and stuff like that. And oh, like exposés okay. and stuff like that. So, it's been a while since I've seen a Hustler. Yeah. I remember I used to see him walking home from school, like the ripped pages out of the Hustler magazine, just laying around in the yeah. grass. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the hell? But uh, super, super crazy, man. Well, as you guys know, this is the Mr. Robot special, so it would only be right if we talked about a little cryptocurrency here on the JOAT podcast number 30. And uh, the next story is Ghostface Killer from the Wu-Tang Clan and his cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. So we all know that Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, and so, yeah, Ghostface Killer apparently yeah. is involved with a uh, new cryptocurrency. It's $30 called- million dollars in digital coin. It's called Cream. And... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently uh what does it stand for it stands for crypto uh, crypto rules everything around me he's got a song uh yeah or i guess wu-tang had a song cream that was cash rules everything around me so um cream cri- apparently crypto now would uh, do that so uh, i actually watched a very interesting documentary about uh bitcoin it was called banking on bitcoin and it kind of talked to i mean i'll be honest with you i actually didn't know a hell of a lot about bitcoin um i didn't have any bitcoin i don't have any bitcoin now Um, but it was interesting, you know, I, um, you know, I started, I've been starting to read about blockchain and like kind of what that is and how that works. And like, you know, I heard how that was like one of the most innovative things to come out in, you know, the past 30 years or whatever. And, uh, you know, besides the internet and well, I guess the internet's been around longer than that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I wanted to know more about uh, blockchain. So I started looking at blockchain and, uh, how interesting that is. And then I watched this documentary on Bitcoin and it was, uh, it was definitely very interesting to see, um, how it's, how it initially originated. And then it kind of, you know, the bubble eventually blew up and a lot of people lost a lot of money because 
people were investing in different companies that would basically give you your Bitcoin right away because you had to wait for your transactions to go through and there was a whole process to it. And a lot of people got screwed over and lost a lot of money and the bubble uh, blew up on Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, they're still trying to kind of um, pick those pieces back up. Um, but there's been a lot of other um, uh, cryptocurrencies that have come out aside from Bitcoin and nothing has really taken off. Um, and Ghostface is actually not the first person to actually have his own cryptocurrency. Uh, Paris Hilton was actually behind. Well, I don't know. She was actually behind it. She was just backing uh, cryptocurrency. Jamie Foxx had it as well. So, um, yeah, these are definitely. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not investing my money in cream anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Much. Cream capital. Yeah. Apparently, they got ATMs active in North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to uh get more than half of the global cryptocurrency ATM market by 2020, which is only two years away. <laughs> yeah, that the year 2020. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> 2020, motherfucker. That is crazy. <laughs> it's wild. That's interesting to think. I, I wonder what their whole process is and how they hope to do that. Um, because I think just having Ghostface Killer behind it isn't really gonna probably get them there. Yeah, it, I, I, the cryptocurrency I'm not real proficient in, but uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. You know, the Federal Reserve can't be too happy about all this, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, I mean, the whole I think the whole appeal of the cryptocurrency thing is basically um, taking you know taking money and putting it back into the hands of everyone. You know, whereas now you have you know the global banks that are basically controlling all of the money, and so instead you put it in. Um, this process of blockchain, which blockchain is essentially just like the the transactions and the the bitcoins like exist, and then they transport between. You know, when a transaction happens, they go on you know to the next person that gets that particular bitcoin. Um, but there's um, and how do I describe this? Because I'm definitely not proficient enough as a hacker to explain it fully. But uh, me um, <laughs> the previous person can't see exactly the information behind that particular Bitcoin. And then it's ah. just this continuing chain as it moves along. Um, but it's still a ledger, essentially, where they can go back and show that it, you know, it existed and the complete chain of where that particular Bitcoin went. Um, so. Anyway. Boom, yeah. Ray dropping knowledge on you for the so, cryptocurrencies. So yeah. But uh, yeah, also uh, Russia's in the game too now. Oh my God. Launching their own cryptocurrency. They don't want to get left out, Ray. No, they can't they... leave Russia out or else CNN get jealous. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to they're gonna start their own cryptocurrency. The My biggest takeaway on this one, though, was that essentially this is, I mean, it doesn't really seem all that much different than regular currency because the government is basically in charge of it. And uh, one of the big things with Bitcoin is that you can basically earn Bitcoin by, um, you know, utilizing your computer or whatever as like a server for these transactions that happen um, with Bitcoin. And you, you know, earn a certain percentage of a Bitcoin as you do that. And um, this is not going to allow you to be able to do this, this, uh, the Russian Bitcoin yeah. or whatever they're calling it. That's a little, uh, you know, depressing, but, that, you know, I mean, they got to do something. They can't, if you don't change with the times, you get left behind. So uh, I commend them for trying to change. But uh, like you said, it, it's tied to the government. So you, know, you never know what kind of goofy shit is going to be uh, coming along with it. They're saying uh, over there in Russia, you can readily exchange digital, digital coins for conventional money, although officials would reportedly require a proof of origin if you wanted to avoid a 13% tax 
meant to discourage money laundering and other dirty tricks. I don't know what the taxes in New York and Los Angeles, but 13% yeah, seems fucking not. high. Yeah. Especially when you get into the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. But uh, there's no time frame on this, but uh, we're definitely keeping our eye on it. Uh, the jerk of all trades is watching everybody around the world, uh, not just the United States. So, uh, you know, Russia, do the damn thing. Yeah. Do what you got to do, and we'll see how it works out for you. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing with any of this cryptocurrency is essentially people buying into it. You know, people actually agreeing to, because just money in general, money is you know, an agreed upon system, you know, being a part of our society, you agree that, you know, money has value and that it can be traded for goods and services. And that's the, you know, that's the same concept with, you know, Bitcoin or whatever it might be. And kind of the goal of Bitcoin was essentially to just take that power back from, you know, the, you know, the global banking system and put it back into the power of people, you know, that have the internet. And I can definitely see the younger generations open more open to it than anybody else oh for sure for yeah. sure because yeah it's definitely um you can't yeah. even get your grandparents to use a debit card no no <laughs> your, gra- your grandma is still writing a fucking check yeah. when she's at the grocery store she's, she's got definitely, a giant jug of nickels still yeah, in the basement <laughs> definitely not going to be using bitcoin and that's not who it's for but um yeah i mean that's the biggest thing is getting people to buy into whatever your particular form of cryptocurrency is and that being the predominant one you know and um yeah i i they have to show that, you know, someone would, they should be the preeminent um, cryptocurrency out there. And so, I don't know, I guess we'll, uh, we're yet to uh, find yeah. out if that actually happens. It'll or not. be interesting. Time will tell, Ray. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so as I said, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And uh, another thing not to fuck with is Eddie and his social media game. So Eddie, hit him Hell up. Hell yeah. All day, every day, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, give us a like, give us a follow. And of course, of course, of course, you know you know all about that JOATpodcast.com for weekly funny picks, show notes, and videos from our JOAT Podcast video corner. That is JOATpodcast.com. Make sure you hit us up at jerkofalltradespodcast at gmail.com. Anything you want to talk about, we're here open uh, to listen to anything you got to say about the podcast or the topics or what you like, what you don't like, and uh, what you love and what you don't love, so... It's all good over here. That's Jerk of All Trades Podcast at gmail.com. And then subscribe, please, if you haven't already. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Tune in. Uh, and while you're there, go ahead and leave a comment and a review. Uh, that would mean so much to us. Give us a five-star review. Let us know you like the show. Five, five, five. Hell yeah. And then subscribe to us on Twitch. You never know when you're going to catch us on that Jackbox acting a fool on Twitch TV slash uh, uh joat podcast twitch.tv slash joat podcast so that pretty much wraps it up for social Ooh, media and we'll be here. back all right going to break hey what's up guys ray the jerk from the jerk of all trades podcast with an offer just for you the listener of the jerk of all trades podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their sensational service. I've got a recommendation for you once you get your trial all set up, and that is Robert Anton Wilson's Cosmic Trigger, Volume 1, 
the final secret of the Illuminati. Trust me when I say you'll be declaring yourself a Pope in no time flat. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast to get your free audiobook courtesy of the jerks. All right, guys, we are back. And we are talking Mr. Robot upon our return. So, yes. Um, so kind of a little background on myself and Mr. Robot. So uh, I started watching Mr. Robot uh, actually when the initial episode debuted because I'm a hipster. Uh, actually, the initial episode, um, I think they put it out online um, prior to it actually airing on USA, uh, USA Network. And uh, so I watched that initial episode and... I was absolutely blown away by the show. Hmm. Um, Just everything that I love in a piece of entertainment um, and and television show, just incredible. So just from the way that it's filmed, uh, the integration of the music, um, you know, showing, I I think that it does one of the best jobs of showing um, mental illness and how debilitating that can be. Um, I think they just do an awesome job with that. Um, it's portrayal of, you know, hacking and such, um, as I, you know, kind of let on earlier, you know, I know a lot about computers, but you know, I can't explain blockchain as well as I probably should, uh, be able to, but, um, you know, I, I know, uh, quite a bit about computers and, you know, the portrayal is definitely quite a far stretch from, you know, something like, uh, hackers from back in the day, um, and, you know, CSI and all that kind of bullshit. So, um, definitely very realistic in that regard. And so, yeah, I was just absolutely blown away by the show. And I've been singing its praises since it first came out. And I've been trying to get people to watch it. And whenever I ask people if they watch it, they say, sadly, no. So i um, been trying to push it on many people. And uh, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie has not watched the show. I finally, May of 2015 it came out. Uh, yeah. May of 2015. That was uh, two, almost two years. Oh, no, a little bit more than two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, season three just started up, and so yeah, let's uh, let's kind of really talk interesting about that. show. I just binge watched the fuck out of this for like the last four or five days. Yeah, I've been trying to. I really wanted to make it through the best or uh, through all the episodes again. And it's tough. I They're got, pretty long, man. I got to. Uh, I got. I think I'm like maybe three episodes into season two um, on my rewatch. So it's a really interesting show to go back and rewatch too because. Um, and I'm sure you know, probably already assume, but you know, there may be some spoilers here. So, oh yeah. Uh, spoiler so alert just so you guys know. Um, but hopefully most of people listening are Mr. Robot enthusiasts. I, right. Know. Correct. I would, uh, I would, think but we so. are all caught up. We're on episode three, uh, uh episode three, I'm sorry. Season three, episode season three, two. episode two. Um, so I just watched that shit today. Yeah. So yeah. Um, just absolutely love the freaking show. Just, I think it's, uh, it's just, yeah, awesome. it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it as well. Um, what, uh, what are, what are your, you know, why don't you give me, uh, just kind well, of your, it's, it's your not overall the, thoughts on, on the series and it's, it's, uh, not the greatest show I ever seen, but it's not the worst, you know, it's really, uh, They're interesting. not putting that on the DVD cover. No. Yeah. That, <laughs> that we is, got the worst JOAT reviews, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, that's all right. It's not good. It's not bad. It's whatever. Well, it's, uh. I'm not I'm not an expert in TV, so it's hard for me to say. Like, but uh, there's some things I enjoyed and some things I didn't enjoy as much. Uh, yeah, I think some of the biggest complaints that come from people for sure are 
there can be a lot of slow moments, especially in the second season. The the initial portion of that um, can be a bit slow. But Eddie and I kind of talked about it earlier and kind of the reason behind that is, you know, the show is basically about two things. It's about hacking and it's about, you know, the F Society stuff and it's about bringing down, you know, the initial e-corp. season. Right. Bringing down Evil Corp. Evil Corp. Uh, eliminating, uh, eliminating all of the, the world's debt, essentially, and just freeing everyone from those chains. And then, you know. Yeah, Elliot is dope. The first season it kicks off with, the first episode of the first season mainly kicks off as a background for uh, the main character, Elliot Andrew Alderson. Elliot is dope. He's really quiet. He's in, he's really into himself and what he's got going on. Super smart, super intelligent guy, and can figure it all out within you know a matter of forty seven minutes. He's <laughs> a master, master fucking hacker. He's so. like MacGyver, MacGyver on steroids. Not right. like literal steroids, but like computer steroids. Yeah. So. And he can make anything happen at any time. He just needs the tools and the fucking Wi-Fi and yeah. your toast. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's got uh, the other portion of that is Elliot and Elliot's uh, mental faculties and Elliot's, um, you know, issues and probably not a great podcast guest, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't. He la- <laughs> he laughed genuinely in the newest episode when he was talking about himself and Darlene building the Kevin McAllister snowman and uh yeah i was like kind of recommending moment i was trying to think of another moment where i genuinely saw him seem happy and there's not really a whole lot of those moments in the show he's very brooding um he's very introverted um yeah and you basically i think one of the most brilliant things about the show and what i really like um is the way that you as the viewer the way he incorporates you and he talks directly to you you know it starts off with hello friend and he's talking to you and he breaks the fourth wall on a pretty regular basis a, a narrator like he's narrating the story. Right. But instead of being in the story. Right. But he's in the story too. But it's a very, you know, instead of just having that voiceover, he actually breaks that as, you know, he's in a scene. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, how Zach Morris would uh freeze time and you know, maybe not quite like that. I, but. I, I enjoyed how he could read people so easily. He's like, She's thinking this, and then I'm gonna say this, and then she's gonna react this way after I say that. And it's just like he's got it all nailed down, man. Like uh Elliot's He's fucking on a mental level. He's he's fucking crazy, crazy good. But uh, it's interesting that you said that too about the way that he's able to you know tell what people are going to say and stuff because you know where I think the series is going and where many speculating uh, that it's going um, when we get to season three. Oh, you're talking talk about, about super that. spoiler alerts now. <laughs> yeah. So I and I don't know that to be true, but you know we'll just we'll discuss that when we get to the season three portion. So. Um, but yeah, I really like the yeah. way that they break that fourth wall and the way that he kind of talks directly at you because you kind of see this story through his eyes, you know, all the way down to the fact that, you know, everybody refers to, you know, E-Corp. We don't really even know what the actual name is, um, but you hear it referred to as Evil Corp because you are watching it from his viewpoint and hearing the kind of the voices and stuff inside of his head. And that's, uh, you know. I think it's a brilliant way to utilize something that's been utilized in a lot of different types of media on the narrator, but doing it in kind of a different fashion. So. so I'll say my first or my first, my favorite episode of the first season is when they break dude out of jail. Yeah, that is that it for a singular episode, like black mirror, how it's like singular episodes. That singular episode is probably like a nine out of 10. Yeah, that, I, that episode I is... I fucking love that episode. Very, very good. Where they break that dude out of prison. You know what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. like episode five or six. Yep. First season, fucking tremendous. If you only want to watch like one or two episodes, the the first one and like the jailbreak one, 
find find those two and watch the fuck out of that shit. Yeah. I think that um I mean, you know, to me it's an episodic show, so I think that, you know, you're gonna get much more enjoyment out of it if you, you know, watch it all the way through. But yeah, that would certainly I, I mean I think to What's me What's your favorite episode of the first season? Uh probably the first the, the first, first yeah. the first episode. The, the those two are like the hardest to choose from. I would say me. the uh I would say the first episode and then honestly, I mean well, I would say eleven. <laughs> I know that you weren't a big fan of it, but I really, really like the finale of season one. I think the moment in Times Square I think is one of that the most okay. uh one of the most brilliant uh episode, you know, moments in a television show possibly ever. So I love the I just love the fact that they really connect to things that are, you know, actually happening. There there are times where I'm just like I'm actually shocked that this show is on a major network and they talk about and say the things that they say huh. and they say know. fuck on USA. Yeah, I think so. Damn, I was that's so crazy. I mean, I wasn't even thinking They're of TV that. TVMALV. So they got violence and language like mature. It's not even supposed to be on USA. It's supposed to be on like HBO. <laughs> Like when we were yeah. kids, they didn't show this on USA. That guy that shot himself in the mouth, remember yeah. that in the first season? That was fucking insane. That ep- you know, so that episode actually, that ep- uh, so I was talking that to That was like episode three, maybe? Or no, later than that. No, that was, it was towards Fuck. the end of season one. No, nah, it wasn't that long though, was it? Mm. He shot him because they hacked that shit. Oh, that might be, yeah, I think you're right. It's towards yeah, the end. It's, it's like eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Um, that so that episode actually so we talked about earlier I uh, kind of told Eddie how that's based on a true story isn't it so kind of what happened so kind of to preface this so one of the other moments from the show one of the things that I think that's really really interesting is that there are things that happen on this show and then from that they actually become reality so it's a little bit like the universal call out no, um, no. but even on a maybe uh, changing the world a little uh, greater Who scale. Knew? <laughs> um, you had the Ashley Madison hack, which actually happened after it happened on that is the show. Crazy, yeah. So it's like, did someone see that? And then, you know, that was, you know, hey, that's a great idea. And then they did it. Um, so the question truly is, does eCoin actually exist right now? And do we not know about it? Um, well, I could have got a free Amazon Echo Dot if I would have. No, <laughs> see? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I fucked up and I didn't check my email soon enough. Is there actually a cryptocurrency that they aren't telling about? They, that, you know, that's the quote certainly, unquote, they. They're definitely blurring the lines between Remember reality. the Amero? Whatever happened to the fucking Amero? That shit never even launched. I don't even know what that is. I remember, uh, I think one of our friends was telling us about mm. the fucking Amero. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I didn't get a chance to tell you. So the thing with the guy shooting himself, um, essentially that actually that episode was set to air. And then the um, in one of the many, many shootings that happened, uh, there was the guy that uh, worked for like a news station and something happened. He got fired or something and he ended up going crazy and he was filming himself and he filmed himself shooting a cameraman and one of the uh, one of the news anchors when they were like on location somewhere, and so they actually th- and then you know whatever killed himself. Uh, I don't know if he killed Ew. himself or uh, yeah, I think Crazy. he eventually killed himself. Ugh. So anyway, that happened like right before the episode, and they had to delay that episode because obviously ah. it would be a little <laughs> or bit reshoot it. Yeah, they right. just have to create a whole. Well, new that's episode. probably not the right word. <laughs> reshoot yeah, yeah. it. So. <laughs> no more reshootings, please. Uh, but yeah, so it's interesting that that tends to happen a lot. Uh, I was actually watching uh, season two and I heard in, just in a the background, they were talking about a ransomware that was being installed on people's computers that was making them pay um, to basically get all of their files and not have their files be erased. So um, and then we talked about the uh, the big hack um, and the big ransomware hack. So 
Um, See, it's, like this day and age, it pays to be in ha- a hacker big time. I'll tell you what, man. Watching this show, everything is on computer. <laughs> it doesn't it make you paranoid. Uh yeah. It makes you super paranoid. Like all my money, everything, like everything, I, everything I've bought, and like not everything, but like let's say fifty percent of what I've bought in the last t- five or ten years is all been online. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. And that information. Netflix. How long yeah. have you had Netflix for? Probably like 15 years. Yeah, like actually 15 years. Probably pretty fucking close to it. Like Netflix came out, what, 06, 07? Oh, Netflix came out in like 2002, 2003. I've had that since... I've had Damn. Ne- I've had Netflix since like 2003, I think. Or 2004, so maybe. You've had a profile with Netflix since 2003. Yeah. all Everything that you do online, man, It's and it's all out there. It's all out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like first world problems. It's the ultimate, <laughs> it's the ultimate first world problem. Like, you know, clean food, clean water, <laughs> but fucking a man. Right, all my information is out. I there. I could lose I'm everything tomorrow, yeah. like the next second. Easily, dude. Easily, they could fucking crush you. Like with, <laughs> it, it would suck, man. My cards, my fucking everything, house, car, bill, everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, season two, <laughs> we got way off track. On that. yeah, that's all good. That's yeah. all good. That's why you love us, right? But uh, yeah, uh, season one ended. No one wants us to just sit here and just talk We're about everything. We're not really giving too many yeah. spoilers. I, I no. think we gave more spoilers on the Black Mirror one, but no. that's cool. Like, uh, yeah, season one ended with the with the big hack. Uh, it's see the show is so detailed that like it's really hard to just lay we, out exactly. Yeah, we what could happened. talk about just one scene for like you know ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean the big the big thing basically with season one is essentially you know showing Elliot and his fractured uh, psyche, and then also they're gonna basically try to have society, which he's a part of, the hacking collective. They're going to basically erase all of the the world's debt, and yeah. um, they have a whole plan in place for that. Um, and along the way, you basically find out that Elliot, um, that Mister Robot that uh, he's been talking to, that he met on uh, a train at the beginning of the show is actually um his dad yeah. it's uh it's his dad and his dad's dead and it's basically just this fractured portion of his psyche that he is talking to um that he's created to do all of these evil things because as uh or you know perceived evil things depending yeah, on we don't which know if they're evil for sure yeah. yeah yeah they haven't really explained no one is really a good no one's really truly a good See, guy like, or uh, a bad a good guy or a bad guy sorry it's like republican and democrat ethan democrat ethan's like the quote-unquote good Elliot. guy or, i'm sorry you <laughs> why do i keep saying ethan you call them ethan you call them like <laughs> edgar you call them like i don't know you've called them multiple <laughs> multiple e names that are but, not uh elliot you know the 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 good side seems to be like the the blue side and the bad side perceived as dad seems to be like the red side but uh yeah it's uh who who do you like more of between, the two sides <laughs> between Elliot and Mr. Robot yeah um i think i mean Mr. Robot gets shit done bro i uh he know, doesn't fuck around i mean to me I, I guess you know to me Elliot is i mean the crux of the entire show and i think Ram, like i Rami Malek's performance in this thing i think is just absolutely incredible um, so, I mean, I, I like Elliot, you know, I guess more, but it, I mean, it's hard to just like lay something, you know, look at the show in that way. Like, you know, Hey, this is my favorite. Uh, but I really like, uh, I really like Mr. Robot and, uh, yeah, uh, the newest episode of the new season, he was just incredible. Just had it. what do you think about the, them hacking the FBI in season two? Yeah. They, was- uh, F there, the group is F society. Which stands for Fuck Society. Elliot's group, not Ethan's group. Elliot's group. Yeah. Correct. F Society, which is originally Fun Society, 
But the U and the N fell off the building. <laughs> yeah, so they became out society. I love stuff like that. These little just like. I, yeah, I appreciate the flashbacks, like the little prequels. They're like cute little prequels. Right. It's interesting to see where all of these different things came from. And they really play on like, you know, what what was birthed from what? Like the red wheelbarrow thing. And like now in the new season, they've got the um, the barbecue place that's named Red Wheelbarrow. So. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's interesting to see those little, uh, those little nuances and stuff. And especially on a rewatch, you know, you start to notice all of these new things. So my favorite episode of season two might be the hacking of the FBI. That was a good episode. That was tense, man. That was like, that, those, that's one of the episodes where you're like not doing anything, but paying attention to the actual show. I will tell you that when I'm watching this show, I am full on. I am paying attention to every single moment. No, I know, but like this, this is, is my, like edge of your seat fucking like I am edge of my seat. I'll tell you what, man. Well, last, when they're just sitting around talking, like when he's in the room with this psychologist, you're on the edge of your oh, seat. Oh, yeah, dude. No. Oh. So I a hundred percent in the newest episode. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not, I, I don't mean to judge you so hard, Ray. I'm sorry. It's in, the it's the corona talking. It's all good. So in the new in the newest episode, I w- you're telling me that you are not on the edge of your seat when he as Mr. Robot was standing in front of his psychiatrist telling her <laughs> what uh he said something about uh their he ruined their plan or something like Dude, that. I spent like thirty some hours watching this. By the end of that, I was on the back of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I was laying down. <laughs> All right. Well that I mean that's part of, you know, just the way that you consumed I'm it. Just, but, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and it's all opinion, but no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm so like that moment you get to see um how dark Mr. Robot is and how dark that portion of Elliot is. And like seeing him as Mr. Robot in front of his psychiatrist when he realizes that he maybe said too much and she's questioning and trying to like figure out what that is. And he realizes that she might be a liability to him and not something, you know, helpful anymore. Um, as Mr. Robot, you know, maybe potentially takes over Elliot again. And you really think that Elliot could do something dark to her. Um, because I mean, he does a lot of shitty, shitty things like that. He just, you know, he thinks he that he's doing actor. Right. He's already ha- exactly. And, and her uh, perceived boyfriend. I right. Guess. He, th- you know, he thinks that he's doing the right thing um, and that he's doing something good. But he's he's it always cho- turns around on him. He's choosing to basically play God in these people's life because of his skill, which is hacking and, you know, using information that they have online against them and, yeah. um, you know, not realizing the impact that it's going to have. And he does a lot of those things. So anyway. Ethan was very, very innocent. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot. I'm sorry. Elliot was very, very innocent. <laughs> We're gonna splice together all the all the wrong names oh, that Eddie has for outtake, Elliot. This is outtake city right here. Oh my god. Elliot Elliot was like more the most innocent in the Alf episode season two. I absolutely freaking lutely. I would say he was I, super innocent. If I had to pick a favorite episode of the entire series, that would probably be it. Right That's a there. close first or second for me between that and the FBI hack. Those two are really good. Yeah, I I just absolutely love that episode. I think it's so brilliant. It's such a change of pace for the show. Um, and yeah, fifteen minutes of old school retro USA Network and with they, laugh tracks. They don't give neon way, man. colors. And just like the goofiest fucking, and it's so fucking dark though. It's so dark. Elliot kills, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Alf kills fucking Gideon again. I know. <laughs> just the way they tackle the things. Alf touch was tremendous. I, I fucking loved it. If you would have told me that Alf would be guesting on Mr. Robot when the show first started, I would not have believed you. <sighs> so good. It was very interesting to see the reaction of people online because, um, 
usually every season. Actually, I don't know if during season one, but during season two, I spent a lot of time on the Mr. Robot Reddit um, because after every episode, people are speculating. People are talking about different aspects of the show. Um, there's always little touches and things it's like Russell Zone for uh Mr. But, Robot. <laughs> right, but way, way fucking deeper. Like, you know, oh, people, you know, people that are actual, you know, hackers and uh, shit that are, you know, basically, you know, finding things on the show that you see on his computer screen. And I'm then just trying to get my dick. Find- <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, I spent a lot of time online. So it was interesting to see the reaction to that. And a lot of people didn't like it, but uh, quite a few people did really like it and saw um, what a what a change of pace it was and how innovative it was and I, I mean I, I thought that it was I can't think of another show that did something quite like that and did it so convincingly and still kept it within the world that they were creating because I think that that's one of the really good things about uh, Elliot in the way that they're displaying his mental illness is that it does give you a chance to do things like that to kind of change things up. Um, because you're seeing things from his perspective. So, you know, you don't always have to, you know, be so on the ball with, uh, you know, stuff. So, yeah, I uh, I definitely, that, if I had to pick a favorite episode, that would probably be, be the one. I, I hope Darlene doesn't get locked up, man. Run, Darlene! Dude, I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not happy with Darlene. That was, that was edge of man, your seat. Man, she was right wild there. at the end of the uh, second season there. Yeah, and she's fucking wild now, too, so. So yeah, season two. Um, Do you think that'll be his downfall, a- a- Elliot? Um, his sister, because right now he's pretty fucking untouchable. Right. I. You know what? I still think that things just go so much deeper than we even realize. So. Well, they have to end the show eventually. Well, yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget how many seasons they plan on doing. Because look I at think it's all like the five. Ca- all the characters in Game of Thrones, like. You know, 50, 100 main characters, not main, main characters, but a lot of characters. Six seasons, man. That's all they can do is six seasons. I think that they have. Right now we're in season three or yeah, early season three. So what? Five, six seasons. I think that they're doing five. I think they're doing five. I believe I'm pretty sure that the five is a good number. Yeah. Because Breaking Bad, what was that? Five or six? I think it was five. Yeah. Five is a good time to cut it. I leave them want more, you know, because at the end of Breaking Bad, you're like, fuck, man. It's like. Or the show is still on. <laughs> yeah. And that you know what? And that's the thing too with uh with the show is that it's kind of going to have to change directions a little bit. And I'm very interested to see um how that goes for people because Well, usually don't they incorporate new characters, like a new main character? Yeah. I mean you've yeah. got new characters, you've got the guy that works for uh um Yeah, black dude with the afro for a while. Oh, Craig Robinson from yeah, season two. He yeah. was good. He yeah, had, I enjoyed uh, him. You got Tyrell, but he wasn't nowhere to be found in season two. Yeah, that was another thing. Stacy was really uh my Stacy's my girlfriend, by the way. Uh she was, Hi Stacy. Uh, she was uh she Great was, party. She was very <laughs> upset that uh Tyrell was not in uh the second season all that much because Dude, she liked his yeah. character quite a bit. Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. And then like with the FBI thing, there was a cliffhanger with the two friends of Darlene. I'm trying to find their names here. Um uh, Moby uh, a DJ, DJ uh, Mobley, and uh, the Indian girl, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and maybe Middle Middle Eastern. But anyways, they got uh, they got away. Like, Trenton. Yeah, Trenton. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, homeboy DJ Mobley got caught by the fucking FBI, and homegirl just doesn't just like she doesn't disappear, but like nothing happens. Like she sees a black car, and that's it. 
And then, like, they meet up in the credits of uh, the end of season two. Nothing was ever explained. Well, yeah, she's, like, gone into hiding, basically. They're both in hiding in that yeah. the black dude, his best friend from the Romero. prison. No, oh, no, oh, yeah, yeah. Prison. Yeah. With the, with, the, with the dreads. No, oh, the dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Homeboy. Yeah, the rapper, dude. Yeah, the rapper guy. He shows up, and he's like, y'all know what time it is. And they look, they look at him. Time to go to work? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) End of season two is probably before the podcast. Uh, Joey, Joey Badass. Joey Joey Badass. Yeah, Joey Badass. Yeah, they're, I guess they're working, uh, Mobley and Trenton, they're working at like a Lowe's or like a Walmart or some shit. Yeah. And he just walks up to him. They're on break, sitting on a bench, and he's like, "Y'all know what time it is?" And that was it. I mean, you you saw what a literally what a badass he was. I mean, he just fucking wrecked those dudes in the alleyway, dude. Uh, so yeah, he's <laughs> a fucking well, not the actual alleyway, but you know, I guess it would have been in the prison. There is some type of alley going on. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting character. I really really liked him in season two a lot. Like he's he'll he's, be back probably. He's obsessed with Seinfeld, and so the episode that I was just watching, yeah, he was yeah, talking he's about. about Stanza and fucking you know the, uh, the tall guy and like you know kind of correlating Kramer. the world and, and really looking at uh looking at Seinfeld in a very deep manner and you know the idea of it's a show about nothing and life is actually about nothing and so on and so forth so true um very very uh one of my personal don't favorites judge a book by two. its cover right yeah so. yeah he's like the main thing behind that I was uh, I was a big fan of him so overall uh what were your thoughts on season two better, ah. better than season one not as good. It was on par with season one. The first half of season two, I could do away with. And then uh, the second half was really good. I enjoyed thoroughly the second part. But uh, yeah, there was a gap between the end of season one and about halfway through season two where it was just, it felt like they're dragging it a little bit. They're dragging their feet, but that's all right. Even Game of Thrones has that. I'm sure every TV show, when you binge watch it like I did, it's so easy to see like this was a nothing episode. There's just dragging it, dragging it. Yeah, it's tougher on. too because there's usually one crux to the, you know, to the season, like one main thing that's going to be happening. And so they kind of have to like have curveballs and like they sure. have to they, they couldn't get give you to the, the destination FBI thing right away. Like yeah. the, the FBI thing that happened like episode eight or nine in season two. That can't happen in the first couple episodes, right? Because where do you go from there? Because we'd already be in season three and season two, right? And we don't have enough. We don't have enough characters either. That's the other thing too. Like Game of That's Thrones, what I'm saying, yeah. Game of Thrones worked out well because you had so many goddamn characters that you were able to stretch things out because you didn't have to show the you know that character for you know whatever twenty five minutes, right? Three seasons. You Elliot could come first back season, to him. he's on screen at least a half hour every episode, yeah. just about. So. Yeah, you have a limited amount of uh, Game of Thrones. People. Jon Snow might not even be on a fucking episode, or like the Dragon yeah. Lady, Khaleesi. She might even be on Daenerys. a fucking Daenerys. I'm sorry, Khaleesi is her. When Mr. Know, Robot's title. not on Mr. Robot, you're like, wait, he hasn't been on for like you know at least a half hour. Where the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, he's probably detoxing. So. <laughs> yeah, so you know you, you have a good point there. I'll tell you what, man. There. That was another episode that I watched. That holy fuck, man. That was impactful as fuck. Where he's going through withdrawals, um, and uh, so what is it that he takes? He takes morphine. Yeah, he takes morphine. Yeah. He takes morphine, uh, but he has uh, um, not Narcan. I forgot what the hell it's called. Uh, but anyway, so he the shit that doesn't get him hooked to it, right? And uh, so he runs out of that, and then you know eventually um, he's kind of starting to go through detox. And Mister Robot brings him into like basically like a house where he goes to get heroin, and or actually I think he goes to get morphine, but they give him heroin instead. And, uh, you know, someone comes in and uh, shoots the place up and shoots Elliot and he falls down and dies. And 
Man, I thought that was a pretty fucking impactful, like, holy shit moment. Like I mean, you knew that he was... Fear and loathing Las Vegas, kind yeah. of. You knew, yeah, the way that it was filmed, like, they put, you know, they kind of put a filter on it, and they had, you know, they had it filmed like you were almost in his perspective. Wasn't like a little bit of fisheye lens going on yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, for sure, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing about Mr. Robot I didn't bring up, is that uh, the framing of it, when they when they frame the close-ups, the one, the, the you know, the facials of scenes where it's just mr robot talking to someone and they cut away to just him and then just her or whatever usually in the frame the the skull or the head is in the middle of the frame but mr robot has in like the bottom left the bottom right like it's very scenic on a close-up that's one thing i I noticed about very very interesting and it's a it's very artistic i've never seen that in a tv show before. i'm i'm glad i'm glad that you mentioned that i know you know at the beginning i kind of briefly mentioned that but yeah the the way that this show is filmed is just absolutely cinematic as fuck. Like from, you know, from the music, from, you know, like, like you said, you know, the way that they capture a particular moment. Um, yeah. It's very, very, very well done. And, yeah. It'll uh, be something... like if Ethan was on, or I'm sorry, Elliot was on the subway. <laughs> if Elliot was on the subway, he'd be like on the bottom left of your screen. And then the rest of your screen, like, which is a good portion of your screen, you'll see the people sitting behind him and shit. They won't be in focus. Elliot will be in the focus, but like the the blur will be like a guy eating a potato chip or like checking his phone or just like it's the way that the human mind looks at things. I've actually I watched a whole uh, YouTube video about it. There's a guy that basically breaks down all of these different cinematic like filmmaking techniques, um, and he was talking about the movie Drive, which is a movie that I really enjoy. Ah, oh, um, that was a little bit similar to that. And uh, yeah. he basically shows like the reason why you know you know uh, a character would be in the bottom left like they would split the screen into fours essentially and like they would have that primary focus in a certain area and then they would have something in the background but you know like literally exactly what you're talking about so it's definitely very deliberate in the way that it's done and uh yeah it's definitely beautiful to look at for sure so and uh, it can be unsettling too so uh putting things in the center uh stanley kubrick is actually very famous for doing this um it's very unsettling for the brain uh col- you know certain colors layered on top of each other it's just you know there's these different things that are just unsettling uh to the human eye and so this show definitely does some of those things to kind of unsettle you at times um, damn so craziness well yeah i guess as a whole not the best show I've ever seen, not the worst show I've ever seen. Yeah. But what, uh, it's it's pretty good. You what, know, are I your, it. what are uh, what are your thoughts on season three? I'll probably continue to watch uh, all the way through to season three. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to watch every week, but at some point I'll definitely try to catch up with. Uh, I mean, this Mr. season Robert. has been an absolute barn burner so far. It has been good. Like, I am interested in number three. Like, number yeah. three is like maybe a can't miss. There but. is one of the most shocking moments uh, that I've seen on a television show in recent memory in the newest episode. So, where that girl gets the beat down. Uh, yeah, sort or of. Or shot in the head. Man, the violence on women. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot. There was oh a few God. scenes. Yeah, a little bit of uh, extracurricular. The roughing the passer on these chicks and the fucking. Remember she got the beat down by uh what was that Charles? Oh yeah, uh, by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was CTO uh, beat the fuck out of her. <laughs> uh, oh, what's his first name? His last name is Knowles. Uh, yeah, the C- uh, CTO. I, f- I thought it was Charles, but I guess not. Uh, let me see. Scott, Scott Knowles. Yeah, Scott Knowles beat the fuck out of uh, Tyrell's wife. Yeah, you think she wasn't pregnant? Yeah, that was another fucking crazy scene. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll probably keep up with it. So, uh, Ray, hit that universal call out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, so we had uh, gypsies last week. Was this uh, was this yours or mine? 
this was definitely shared. This was both of our backup okay. options. Yeah, we yeah. both uh, we both agreed upon this. So uh, there was quite a few uh, gypsy stories out there. Um, I learned a lot about gypsies. Uh, travelers, apparently, is uh, what they're also known as. Um, but yeah, um, I just kind of dwindled it down a little bit um, just to keep it uh, a little bit briefer. So uh, first story was uh, Gypsy Jokers uh, sits on <laughs> uh, sits in jail on murder charges. The motorcycle gang's clubhouse is up for sale. Uh, this is in Portland, Oregon. Um, apparently, this is the uh, Gypsy Jokers uh, motorcycle clubs, um, you know, hiding hideout or whatever wow. it might be. Jesus Christ. Um, I guess I'm reminded of Grand Theft Auto. As this I, reminds me of Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Only a Mr. Robot, some Gypsy Joker motorcycle club. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of uh, Grand probably Th- some tough guys. Though. Grand Theft Auto Four had a uh, like an offshoot uh, called the Lost and the Damned, where there was a motorcycle gang. And, oh, uh, damn! Reminds me of this, but crazy. Uh, anyway, yeah, it says uh, same owner for the last twenty five years. Uh, the real estate listing states so. Um, it was raided by the cops last year. Um, this is what one of the uh, the police officers said about trying to get into it. So getting inside the clubhouse is near impossible. The club's front is that enigmatic brick and black exterior. And along the back of the property runs a tall metal gate attached to a decrep- uh, decrepit white home. One neighborhood rumor is that the police showed up at the rundown white house a couple years ago with a battering ram. They broke down the back door only to find the entire interior covered with chicken wire made impenetrable just in case some enemy happened to have a battering ram. Oh, no. Uh, police. <laughs> I mustered up the courage to walk up the wooden porch steps and knock on the house door. There was no answer, so I stood at the gate and peered between the bars. A dirt lot, a small dog, two Harleys, and a sign scrawled, bikes only. Yeah, it's a little different than a baseball club clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the uh, the own, uh, the the leader or whatever of this particular um, establishment is uh, currently awaiting trial and accusations of kidnapping, torture, and murder of a former member. So this thing is on sale right now. $900,000. I figured uh, there's actually a property listing with some Ooh. pictures, so I figured we could uh, look at that real quick and see if this thing looks interesting or not. See if we want to buy this thing for the jerk of all trades one of these days. So let's see what this thing looks like. Oh, here it goes. You have that pulled up? Gypsy Jokers. Got the, is it a video or no it's uh it's the images portland mercury oh here you go i'll uh the interior looks tremendous oh you got the but the exterior not so much yeah it looks kind but of that true. might be a good thing because you're not trying to draw attention to your fucking yeah that, biker clubhouse that is very true it do, it really does look very nice on the inside but if yeah. i'm smoking weed and fucking like you know drinking and drinking and drinking and driving possibly i don't want anybody waiting outside for me <laughs> yeah no no one win- oh no they do got I think, windows you I see think, how high the windows are <laughs> i think that eddie just said he was gonna uh if he was waiting to drink and drive well you know I'm, after i'm drinking yeah um yeah yeah the windows do the the outside really does look very shitty in comparison it's very uh under the radar yeah it doesn't even seem that big it looks secure though like ain't nobody breaking into that fucking thing yeah yeah uh, interesting well i don't think we're buying that one but it's like a mini castle maybe how much? 900 k for that? $900,000. And it better come with the hookers and go cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, sure that there's money stashed somewhere <laughs> up in there. So Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tall asking price even for that interior. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we had that. And then uh, the other story that I wanted to talk about was, uh, this is a story from The Guardian. Uh, it's about the outrageous portrayal of gypsy culture. Um, they uh, The article calls it cinema's last acceptable, uh, acceptable bigotry. So, um, yeah, I actually, I mean, I didn't really know a lot about gypsies. I know a little bit about gypsies. 
Oh. Uh, so <laughs> I think that was Trump. <laughs> God damn you, Trump. What did you have to see? You son of a fucking bitch. guy with glasses. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is basically uh, at the Toronto Film Festival a few days ago, BBC Films announced their new film adaptation of Mikey Walsh's best-selling memoir, Gypsy Boy. It's a wrenching story of a Roman gypsy born in a tough family of bare-knuckle boxers moving away from that background with a difficulty, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So anyway, they have uh, they have this uh, guy cast, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, I've seen his face before. I think he's hosted SNL. Um, yeah, he has a weird fucking name, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. It's he definitely was, an actor name. Yeah. I don't think that I, that's got to be his real name, so. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. That sounds like a wrestling name almost. Yeah, it's bizarre. It sounds I wonder like if he's a be. backstabber. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Remember but, Benedict Arnold? Oh, yeah. Benedict. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I actually, uh, I don't know how I didn't get that. But. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Is this guy Canadian? Mm, I don't know. Toronto Film Festival. Oh, yeah. I think that's just where the film festival is. Uh, I could be wrong. I Benedict. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically the story is about, uh, gypsies and their portrayal in the media. And I will say that, you know, you definitely have seen, um, some changes in the way that, you know, other minority groups are portrayed. And I am hard pressed to think of a gypsy, you know, or, I mean, I don't even know what the proper term would be, um, in a movie that's not just a goddamn tarot reader or some shit like that. Like, um, I mean, it's I like a mini little gypsy lives matter, uh, article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's a not sh- to shit on gypsies or anything, but like, isn't that kind of how it feels? Yeah, yeah, it's they are typecast like a motherfucker. Very, very, very typecast. Like you, like you said, TV shows, movies, the gypsies, a fucking uh, you know, tarot card reader every time. Yeah, that's literally their only thing. Uh, there's a show on. Uh, they can't play soccer or baseball or like you know they can't be like a normal fucking person. Right. They're yeah. They're just always you know what gypsies are. I guess gypsies are. I don't know. Have you known any gypsies? Because mm. the the percentage of population, I don't think so. Like for gypsies, has to be c- quite low, I would imagine. But like, uh, there there's been some gypsies in the UFC. Has there? Yeah, there's been two of them that I I think two of them. I don't know. They're, I think their nickname was Gypsy at least. Junior mm. Dos Santos's nickname is Gypsy in Brazilian, and uh, there's a fighter. I think his name was John Maguire. That was uh, he was from like Central Europe or something. But they they said his uh, religion was gypsy or some shit like that, maybe. I don't know if it's a religion, but, like, he classified himself as, like, a fucking gypsy, and he just lived out of his fucking backpack and shit. Weird. Weird. Crazy, crazy, right? So gypsy's kind of like being homeless, maybe? <laughs> uh, I mean, they also called them travelers. I mean, I think that that was, you know, the yeah. way the lifestyle was back in the day. You know, it's like being a nomad, sort of. Yeah, like a drifter. Yeah. Yeah. Like a drifter, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, the other, uh, aspect of this is, uh, what they call whitewashing. So we've seen that happen quite a bit. Probably the most Ooh. famous example that I can think of is in the movie short circuit. Oh, but that guy was funny. Uh, Fisher, <laughs> Fisher Stevens as the, oh, damn. the, fa- that is true though. as the, as the fake Indian guy when, you know, cause there was no Indian guys that they could have gotten short circuit. So, so what was his ethnicity? He's a white guy. That's a white dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Fisher Stevens. Dude, is a I'm gonna fucking... have to watch that. Short circuit. The both of them or just the first one. Uh, I don't know if he's in the second one, but the okay, first one first for one, sure. Probably for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Is, uh, wow. I did was, not know that. He was a white guy, man. Oh, that guy's funny as hell too. Yeah. So that's... so it was two white guys, not just one white guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
But yeah, fucking I mean, Hollywood <laughs> douchebags. I yeah, I saw um, <laughs> in. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Aliens before? Wait, the original Aliens? Right. Well, the there's Alien is the first one, and there's Aliens. Is this... <laughs> Probably not. I saw a fucking uh, M-, M Night Shyamalan signs that, that had an alien in it for like seven seconds. Oh, oh that's right. Remember, <laughs> I forgot that you don't like aliens. Oh, but... God. Uh, but anyway, the second Aliens movie, there's a character in it that is basically like a tough Mexican chick. And um, she was white. I found out no! she was white. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I had no goddamn clue. Like, this chick was white. Like, I want a refund. <laughs> Give me my money back. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's this has been happening in Hi- Hollywood all the way back to blackface, honestly. Remember Tropic Thunder with uh, Mort- uh, Robert uh, Downey Jr.? Yes, I do. Yeah, no, he had blackface for that sa- movie. Sadly. I actually saw that movie. You think mo- he was poking fun at movies like Short Circuit and uh, probably Aliens? Probably. Could um, be. I have to say, I remember I saw that movie in the theater and I absolutely hated every moment of it. Tropic Thunder? I did not find that movie funny at all. Nine out of ten for me. Oh, my God. Go watch Tropic Thunder and then let us know how much you fucking loved it. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Oh, that's like one of my favorite movies of like 2008. Yeah, for sure. Wow, no wonder you didn't like this robot more. Tom Cruise in that fucking... Oh my god. He was so funny. That was so cringeworthy to he me, dude. So I funny. wish I could have turned the movie off in the movie theater when that happened. We gotta have like a uh, a poll for Tropic Thunder. Sure. Did you On like, like Twitter <laughs> or Facebook or something? Did you like Tropic Thunder, yes or no? No, it's there's only two options. It's either yes or hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I would. We'll have a second option, Hell which yeah. is Fucking I tried to Tropic turn it Thunder's off when shit. I was in the movie theater. But uh, no gypsies in Tropic Thunder, unfortunately. No, no. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's sad. So, you know, they're portrayed poorly, and a lot of times when they're cast, they're not even cast by someone who is actually um, a gypsy. They're cast as you know, whatever, some white dude. So mm, maybe um, Asian or something. We see this happen all the time. Um, I guess in the new Star Trek, they had Khan was played by. Uh, some white dude and so yeah it just keeps happening so let's stop doing that god damn it guys yeah we're all the same though deep i mean when you peel back the layers we all originate out of fucking africa way back in like you know the year zero and shit like that so i wouldn't say it's the year zero but in the year zero yeah, it's crazy we are all related and we all come from the same fucking continent so it's crazy to even it's unfortunately unfortunate we have to deal with the whole racism shit, but yeah. somehow it happened and we have to deal with it. Here we are. We have to yeah, deal with it. Let's figure it out. God so, damn it. Yeah. Just be cool to people. Uh, that's kind of like just how I try to do it. Be cool to people. Just be cool to people and hope they don't fucking stab you in the back. <laughs> no matter what their ethnicity is. Like uh, Benedict uh, Arnold. <laughs> like Benedict Not, Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? His name is Benedict and he's, uh, is he fighting for him or is he shitting on him? I don't think he's really said anything. Uh, I think he was cast in another role like this too, and he actually ended up backing out of it. That's good. That's so, good. But I don't think he backed out of this one. So. Damn. See, the money's got to play a big deal now. Yeah. Money, 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 money. If you're giving me 500k to be a Mexican, I'm fucking there in a flash. <laughs> I am 15 minutes early with like you know donuts. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. <laughs> uh, fucking another one in the books, my friend. Yes, yes. So let's hit the home stretch and the video corner. J O A T video corner. We got some good ones this week. I promised Ray I wouldn't watch them beforehand. All right. So, so are these in order right now? Uh, yeah. So we got. Uh, are you gonna play audio, or you want me to play it? I'll play audio. Okay. Turn it up. 
right, so this is Tony the Tiger is back. So uh, before we play this one, so in our episode where we talked about Tony the Tiger being sexually harassed by furries online, Twitter, uh, I talked about Tony the Tiger and the commercials that they made with Tony um, in which he was, you know, his cartoon version was talking to uh, hookers and such <laughs> things. So uh, this is uh, this is Tony the Tiger talking. Oh, to you a, found it. It's Tony the Tiger talking to a hooker. So here we go. With this, you can ride the baloney pony. Something about the baloney pony. Oh. Tony the Tiger's macking. What the breakfast? Look at that milk. Oh, she took a big ass bite out of that shit. Oh my god. She took it right in the face. Right. Oh, here she goes. Oh, they're, they're getting down and dirty now. She needed some frosted flakes. She got so he a could cereal. frost those flakes. <laughs> oh. So is this like Viagra cereal? Bring. <laughs> so to- <laughs> frosted. She flakes. made sure she wiped her chin at the end of that shit. Huh? Tony the Tiger and frosted flakes. Hilarious bring out video. the tiger in you. <laughs> Hilarious. So yeah, so it's uh, animated Tony the Tiger. Uh, Make sure you check out the video corner <laughs> for that. Seriously. Giving uh, giving some inspirational speech to uh, this hooker so she can get her job done, um, get the job done. So oh, I thought the guy had some cereal too, like made him fucking super hard. Oh, I no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I I at the end it kind of seemed like a Viagra commercial, yeah. you know, because yeah. you know she was wiping her chin and shit. Yeah. All right, so next up we have, uh, this is uh, based on our Larry Flint story earlier. Larry Flint, Ray's homeboy. This is Larry Flint. This is from the 1980s. Uh, This is called Larry Flint Crushes District Court Judge. He looks so different here. All right, so here we go. Yeah, he definitely sounds the same. Style and class. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I wonder what class uh, Larry Flynn. So had. the uh, yeah, so basically. He's uh, he's laying that law <laughs> down, uh, and uh, he's got class, man. So Larry Flint, Larry Flint is a, the '80s. Yes, uh, since before then. So not a big Trump guy, though. No, no, he's not a big anyone guy. So Larry Flint loves Larry Flint. All right. So uh, last but not least, we've got uh, this is uh, KRS One. What is uh, what uh, what group is he from? I, I don't know. I recognize his face. He is from the original rap group KRS One. Okay. <laughs> He, I don't I think he, he was, was ever in a group. He was know. just always KRS one. Okay, so this is him explaining the fifth dimension. Um, I this video is a bit long, so we're gonna just watch some of just it. Just give you a little taste yeah. of it. So and then we'll have the whole video on the video corner. So here we go. We're oh, we just say this. Rocks Looks like he's uh, well, just at a podium in front of a classroom <laughs> of students. See how quick history come up right there. Rockstar energy drink. Rockstar Energy Those Drink. Wanna, um, Not good. Diabetes. Not KRS One, the fucking uh, Rockstar. Rock 
Okay. okay. Hopefully you guys did that. Yes. Say rock star to yourself in your mind. In, in your mind. The question to ask is, what voice is that? What voice is that? What, yeah. What, what was that? just spoke? You just said rock star without moving your mouth at all. The voice inside your head, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. Mr. Robot style. You, you, on top of saying rock star, you heard yourself say rock star. Uh, how can you hear yourself say rock star and no vibration of sound has happened? See, this yeah, sound waves. Sound actually is. No sound waves. And ne- neural Im- is, impulses. Memories in the soul. The only thing you take with you after this life is your memories or your knowledge, your experiences. That's the only thing you take. Very true. Unless you study Egypt uh, uh, culture, they believe you can take all this stuff with you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a mummy and you <laughs> yeah. get robbed if 10 you days after you get buried. Rock star in your mind. If you're, if you're a. In your being is the truth. Is the truth is this is this a rock? Is this the weirdest rock star energy drink commercial of all time? <laughs> this is low key ad. This, this is low key hashtag ad. This is this just to get me to say rock star energy drink inside my head? It's like reverse hypnosis for rock star. He's got an interesting point though. No, you know? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And for young people to get a grip on this and understand it, crucial. Absolutely, man. Yeah, he's talking, uh, yeah, the voice inside of your head, man, your ego. Put this image in another site. If you close your eyes, you can still see this. What is the site? All right. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty interesting, man. Yeah, he goes deeper and deeper into uh, yeah, I'm, I'm later def- in the video. But, uh, yeah, he was just going on with that rock star there, but he's got some really valid points there. Makes sh- it's a very thought provoking video. Yeah, I and, definitely want to watch that whole thing. Yeah, KRS One is a great speaker. Yeah, his raps are very similar to how he speaks uh, on his little mo- on his motivational speaks. I would love to have him on the podcast one day. That'd yeah, be dope absolutely. as fuck, man. Absolutely. Uh, it it seems to me like he's a really good guy. Just like all around good guy. Yeah, he's definitely got uh got a positive uh positive vibe and you know, he's trying to introduce some um some kind of deeper concepts to people, um and doing it in a very palatable way. So Absolutely. Yeah, he's one of the most intellectual rappers like in the history of rap for sure. KRS one. Socially conscious hip hop, I would always call it. Yes. That is like right on the button. Yeah. Yeah, cool video, man. I guess that wraps it up. And yeah, then uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's go let's... to the video corner on the website if you want to check out the rest of that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, do uh, check that out. Uh, we'll do Inspire Robot and then we'll randomize. All right, let's go, we'll Ray. The road. All right, you ready? Inspire Robot, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, bud. Yeah, all right. Boom. On Sunday morning, whatever you might have sodomized can't be unsodomized. <laughs> what's the picture uh it's like uh like inside of a cave or something i'm not really sure but uh, fuck you say it again uh on on a sunday morning whatever you might have sodomized can't be unsodomized <laughs> so tomorrow 
I gotta make sure on Saturday night. What if it's Mr. Robot though? On Saturday night, I gotta make sure that I do not uh, sodomize anything. And... It could have just happened in his mind, like Rockstar. Yeah, <laughs> I could just yeah, I could just have a dream of sodomizing something, and you know, and it's that... unsodomized because you never so- actually sodomized it uh, in the physical form. Oh, I think this is telling me that I cannot unsodomize things. Nah, so I think this is talking in the physical realm. If I sodomize something, um, you know, on Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to realize, fuck, I can't undo that. I just, uh, <laughs> I just stuck my D in the B and I can't take it back. So <laughs> somebody's having a hard time pooping uh, on Sunday morning. So hashtag ad sodomize. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That's funny. Yeah. oh boy. So, um, yeah, I don't think mine is going to be as good as that. All right, it might be. It might be. But what you uh, got? I got some guys jumping off a balcony. looks like into maybe some water in the, in the jungle there, like rainforest type deal. And it says, would you be happier if ghosts would turn into idiots? Question mark. Would- ghosts are kind of idiots. Ah, it's hard to say. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not happy you find, with this You one. find out that they're ghosts all along. I all right. see dead people. There you go. This one could go with the sodomizing. <laughs> By the way, I didn't get a chance to say that uh, when I talked to Eddie yesterday about Mr. Robot real quick, uh, Eddie likened it to the sixth sense. And I was trying to ponder that, and I was trying to understand. And then I realized that it was the the twist. But uh, I was talking with my girlfriend about it. She's like, "But that has ghosts in it. Like Mr. Robot is just because his brain is broken." So anyway, there cool. <laughs> Inspire Robot for the win. Inspire Robot with the uh, yeah, tying it together. So uh, sorry, I totally interrupted you there. No, uh, that's all right. Do you want another one or no? Sure, let's do another one. All right, I guess some guys one. like wearing some cool socks. And some really nice shoes. And it says, accept that you're faced with certain death. And don't forget that you might get what you want. So there you go. You might hmm. get what you want, even though you're going to die. I have a really bizarre one. Um, I've actually not seen this style one before. They must be coming up with new ones. So it's a gray background. Yeah, that's why I noticed about Spyrobot. There's a lot of... They're coming out with that new stuff. On the left-hand side, it's larger black print. It says, don't think about lovers. And on the right, (laughs) there is a partitioned off black section that almost looks a bit like a cell phone or something. Mm. Um, It's completely black. It's got a border on it. And then it says in small white font to the left, whatever it takes. There you go. I'm not sure what any of that means, but. There it is. By any means necessary. Yes, whatever it takes. So let's uh, let's randomize this shit. Yes, sir. That randomizer, universal call-out time. Don't forget to check us out at joatpodcast.com, and we will be there for you on the video corner, on the blog spot, everything and anything you need, joatpodcast.com. We'll always be there for you. So we got, uh, what we got, 10, 15? Let's do 10. All right. Here we go. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. This one's got a couple repeats, and I don't Ooh, love it. So we finally broke it. Yeah. I had a feeling this was going to happen eventually. See, Inspirobot was able to change. Like, this randomizer has been able to change. Yeah. We're going to have to find a new one. All right. I got uh, here's here's a layout. We're going to have to get a hat. We're going to have to take my hat off. And we put need a some, new website. If put you... some uh, names in a hat. You got a better if you got a better one for us definitely let us know oh yeah any listeners if you got a universal call out but you can't cheat 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we got uh, criminals, prostitution, pigs, rabbits, banana, volleyball, windmills, spinning, pigeons, or railroads. Criminals would be a little easy, I would think. Uh, banana? Oh, fuck. Uh, I just lost it, so I guess we're going with banana because I didn't remember the rest of them. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> bananas! All right, bananas. Bananas. Let's do it. Universal call out. We'll so. be back next week. Nothing uh, nothing special planned at the moment, but uh, look sure, forward to hearing from fun you guys. And we got uh, we got uh, quite a few fun uh, topics that we might throw out there. So. Oh, yeah. We're, we're loaded. We got topics for days. So yes. uh, stick with us, and we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. All right. We love you guys. We're out. Bye-bye.